now in person, Evangelist Bobby Wade at the United Pentecostal Church up here doing a great revival for us here at the Live Church of Kansas City. Brother Wade, how you doing today? Fantastic. Oh, yes. You look good over there. Oh, thank you. You look sophisticated. <laughs> well, that's a first. That's right. Are you like me? You don't really like the camera, but oh, you like that microphone. Yes. <laughs> I love the microphone. That's so... Uh, shout out to Matt Sams. You just got off the phone with him. What happened? Uh, it was phenomenal. They was in Ashland, Kentucky, doing some uh, street evangelism and ministry. And um, Pastor Gene Easterling's church there was uh, doing some outreach in the community. And uh, they happened upon an incident where... Uh, out in the street where there was an ambulance and there was a man that for all intents and purposes was deceased. They had the sheet over his face and they asked him, said, asked the EMTs said, can we, uh, can we pray? And the EMTs thought that they were just going to bless the body. But when they prayed, <laughs> the, the man came back to life. Whoa. And, uh, I mean, it is just, uh, shaken, especially those that are on outreach and, um, it goes to show the power of God is alive in us. Yes, it is. And, um, so, uh, I believe it was the apostle Paul said that, uh, he talks about according to the power that worketh within us. Mm -hmm. And so. Uh, the power of God's alive in us, and they had faith to exercise it and release miracle power, and it so, happened. So this man was pronounced dead. Yes, was dead right there and had the sheet over his face the whole oh. nine yards. Wow. Yeah. God still raises the dead. He sure does. I've never seen the dead raised. Yeah, neither have I, but... God's going to start showing his power through us more and more. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited about it. And he doesn't just raise the dead physically. He raised the dead spiritually. Mm -hmm. Those that are cold and indifferent. And uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, and there's a lot of people struggling with that nowadays. Feeling dead on the inside. Yeah. Like no life. Yeah. Nothing but darkness. Yeah. No, no passion. No zeal. No, um, how, how's the saying goes? It's just no, no, no excitement for life. Mm -hmm. just, you know, everything feels dead and mundane, but the power of God changes that. It sure does. There's no energy like God's energy. Yeah. No experience like God's experiences. And that was one thing that the apostolic church brought, uh, to the world was the real God and a real experience. Yeah, and we're going to have to have that now, more than we ever have. Mm -hmm. we, cannot, we cannot match wits, as it were, with this. Um, right. You know, the Lord, uh, I, I say the Lord, it just came to me the other day that um, this Jesus that we serve is, and, and work with is not a think tank philosophical Jesus. Hmm. He is a God of, uh, he's not a God of appeasement. 
Hmm. He's not interested in cultural norms. He's not into wokeism. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, he's not into, you know, uh, all of that. He's God. And when he unleashes his power, there's nothing like it. That's right. Like raising the dead. Raising the dead. Like making you feel alive. Absolutely. Again. Absolutely. And, I mean, Jesus said that these miracles you see me do, these are the ground floor. And uh, these are the ground floor. The water and the wine, the five loaves and two fish, hmm. the raising of Lazarus after four days, um, just on and on and on, the 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 miracles that are recorded. He said mm, these wow. are the ground floor. He said then he said greater things than these you're going to do. It's hard for us to fathom that, yeah. but <clears throat> I believe the Lord is raising up a generation. It is here now that is not going to settle for status quo. Right. And um, I'm I'm so stoked about it. Mm. I've been hearing you talk about this ground floor. Uh, help me visualize that. Well, everything that we have see well you know we talk about god's going to bless god's going to bless and i am thoroughly convinced of the blessing of the lord but what i know is is that we're looking at it as the the um mountain peak as it were we're looking at it as the uh crescendo mm. and god's like no that's the ground floor of what I want to do. Hmm. It's giving us an appetizer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just my, the, especially in the last few weeks, my faith and my expectation has been so expanded. Oh, good. <clears throat> and so, uh, and we're going to have to have that. The day of Pentecost was not the ceiling was the ground floor mm -hmm. uh the great apostle billy cole uh had a hundred thousand received the baptism of the holy ghost in one single service he sure did and god's telling us that's the floor not the <laughs> ceiling um brother charles robinette was just in manaus brazil and they had conservatively uh over 3,000 received the Holy Ghost in about 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. and Man, had I didn't know that. Yeah, and had over 1,000 miracles. This is recent, like this summer? Yes, this is last week. Hmm, Brazil. Yes, sir. You've been to Brazil, right? Nine times. Nine times. And I've, a Bishop and, de Merchant. Yes, sir. And um, mm. what apostle of God he was. Just a mm -hmm. what a wonderful, powerful example of yeah. you know the things of God. Isn't he the missionary when he was a little boy had a vision or a dream of a body of water? One was clear, one was dark, and then he got to Brazil and looked down and saw. I don't know what it's called. Probably have to look it up here. 
yeah on the phone do you do you know that story uh did he ever talk about that he didn't talk to me about that but it doesn't you know it doesn't surprise me at all um brother the merchant flew that that plane of his into some of the most you know challenging terrains and would land on that Amazon River and uh he what a great example uh of apostolic demonstration yeah. and power so you went to the Amazon other places <clears throat> well I you know I went to I've been to um Porto Alegre I've been to Manaus uh been to Sao Paulo and uh I've been to Bella Bella Versace. Wow. Churches that he started. Uh well help facilitate. Yeah. Through Bible school and 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 such and so on. Hmm. It's phenomenal. I never got to meet him. I think when I was a little boy they had him speak at a mission service. I heard him. But I remember hearing him tell this story and I I, I tried to search for it on the phone. I couldn't find it. But there, there's like a, a place in, I don't know if it's the Atlantic Ocean or a bay or whatever. It's a mixture where clear water meets, meets with murky water. Yeah. And that was the fulfillment of the vision. I've seen a picture of that. And yeah. it's pretty fascinating. They they come together, but they they won't mix. The fresh water and the uh, salt water won't mix. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's an amazing thing. Uh, I got a picture of it right here. And this is going to bother me if I don't find it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a river in Brazil. Wow. Now, this is really interesting. Yeah, God gave him a picture. Or a vision of it. They call it meeting of waters. Mm. Yeah, it's the... And this is a, I just pulled up its TripAdvisor. They're saying it's an unusual meeting of the Amazon and the Salamos Rivers. Mm. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Salamos, Salamos Rivers. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm from Kansas City. (laughs) Well. In the meeting of these rivers, yeah, I'm looking at this picture right now. See that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's muddy water and then clear blue water and they meet. He had a vision of that as a little boy, never knew what it was and then he gets there and he sees it and he realizes I'm right where I need to be God saw me here and then with that plane what do they call those planes that land in the water what are they called float planes float planes I think that's what it is and he evangelized began works did the work of an apostle all up and down the Amazon with that thing yeah and here's the thing we we didn't have no services out there but but he took us, uh, we was in Manaus, um, a few years back and we went out to, uh, we went out, he took us out on the Amazon river and we actually fished the Amazon river. It was phenomenal. Some piranhas and, uh, no peacock bass. <laughs> oh, okay. And, um, but he took us out there and he, he told us stories how he'd stay out there in the jungles in a hammock. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, 
<laughs> I'm out on that, you know. But but um, he had he had all that out there. But I mean, he's out there in a hammock among jaguars, among mm. every sort of venomous snake you can imagine, mm. and and God gave him favor among those um, natives. Wow! There, God gave him favor, and um, it's a fascinating civilization. It is. It is. They've been living the same way for thousands of years. Yes, sir. Not much technology. You know, no. A very, very simple life. Probably yeah. happier than us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I ain't got to keep up with the iPhones and all that. Uh, yeah, got it. Can't ain't got to worry. There's Wi-Fi out there. <laughs> yes. And um, wow. But, but yeah, and and but the power of God is present uh, in that part of the world. It's very present because mm-hmm. God's with us. Yes, and of course, I mean the power of God's present and you know evident everywhere in some cases, you know, because it's with us. But yeah. it's I love I love the nation of Brazil. Yeah, I've seen many miracles there. It sounds like God's doing great things. Yes, sir. Is God's with us at an ambulance in the Amazon, wherever? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Sir. How exciting! You are listening to Justin C. Gleason. Please consider following and keeping this podcast playing in the background of your productive day. Give a five star rating and support by giving through Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo at Justin C. Gleason. It's 2022, the year we prevail. God wants to move. He wants to do the supernatural. He wants the powers of heaven to be seen here on this earth. And it is going to be seen. He's going to demonstrate that power through through us. Mm-hmm. It's going to get out. No matter, no, I mean, somebody's going to be so hungry for it that they're going to, they're going to, God's going to work with them. Yes. And the um, signs will follow. He's going to work with them, and um, I'm I'm going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a part of it, and the Life Church is a part of it. Wow! And, um, Amen. I'm excited, very excited. Yeah, you know, you were preaching last night, and uh, towards the end there, I mean, just prophecy and the working of miracles and healing set in. And as you were walking across the front, you said, "I speak against blood disorders." And you didn't know it. I didn't tell you, but the Holy Ghost knew. There was a an individual there who has a, a very serious blood condition, <laughs> and it started speaking against low iron. Another man nearby there had a low iron deficiency. And, yeah, and we're gonna wait to hear what the doctors have to say. But I, I mean, prophetic insight was flowing right there. Yeah, and that was not just random, you know. Um, in other words, I didn't just come up with that randomly. Yeah. It was a word of knowledge. Yes. The Lord allowed me to know that through the word of knowledge. And and so I genuinely believe those people are going to come back with an, an, an a amazing report. Mm-hmm. An amazing report. You know, we say terms like unbelievable and incredible. Yeah. And... I, I've used them so 
I mean, a bunch. But honestly, when you think about it in the brass tacks of it, those are those are terms of unbelief. Hmm. Because to say incredible says it's not credible. Mm-hmm. Or to say unbelievable says I can't believe that. And it's not, we're not doing it facetiously, but I would say that we probably should change uh, to amazing. Mm-hmm. How wonderful. How awesome. Supernatural. Yes. Yes. And God is God is doing some amazing things. I, I think back a few weeks ago, uh, this uh, woman was in a service and she had a three and a half inch tumor in her chest wall. Oh. And they they were gonna have to go. They were gonna go and do a biopsy. They knew for a fa- they just knew it was cancer. And uh, mm-hmm. the Lord moved upon me in the word of knowledge and said, uh, "I want you to." Uh, the Lord moved upon me and said, I want you to curse tumors in this building. And uh, so I went with it and we cursed the tumors in the name of the Lord. And uh, the woman had no, I had no idea, had no clue uh, about any of that. And that she had a tumor and it, didn't know nothing about her. And she began to praise the Lord and began to, uh, exercise her faith and the radiating power of God come down and she the she was went back to, to get that biopsy done that next week and when they went in there there was no tumor to do a biopsy on mm. the Holy Ghost <laughs> come down and the miracle of power of God was unleashed upon her Wow, medically proven yes documented and all that came through the word of knowledge. Yep. Yeah. You've been talking to me a lot about the, I guess, you know, the the, the, the Bible lists the nine gifts of the Spirit, uh, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and I, I group discernment of spirits, and there are the knowing gifts. Yes. The working of heal, healings, working of miracles and faith, those are action, and then prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, those are speaking. So it's thinking like God, acting like God, speaking. Uh, talking like God, all of those things. And I've been hearing you talk about knowledge, wisdom, and especially discerning of spirits. Yes. Uh, can you share any insights with me on some maybe new things you're discovering about that, maybe why we need them, where they work? And Well, you need the gift of discerning of spirits because you need to know how to discern the direction of God. You need to know how God is moving, where he's moving, how he's moving. Um, and once you, well, of course, the discerning of spirits, the gift of discerning of spirits is like radar. Mm-hmm. Billy Cole defined it as to know the motive of a spirit. Yes. Yes. So it's like radar. Well, you can discern in four areas. You can discern, uh, you can discern the, the, uh, the angelic. You can discern. Mm-hmm. Uh, human spirits, you can discern the demonic, and of course, you can discern the spirit of God. Uh, many people, um, yeah, that's good. Many people, uh, they're going throughout their day, 
and they forget that the Holy Ghost is a discerner. The Holy Ghost discerns and he allows you to pick up signals and he allows you to pick up things. Mm -hmm. And so you feel something in your emotions and you're thinking, oh man, for example, um, depression as it were. Hmm. So people go around and they, they pick up, uh, they pick up depression, they pick up depression and feelings of, uh, emotional anxiety as it were. And well, the first thing that happens, it comes to them as a feeling. So, uh, they begin to own it and they start taking ownership of it when it was not meant for you to take ownership of. It wasn't designed for you to say, oh, I'm depressed. It was God allowing you to discern what's going on around you. Hmm. You're not to own it. And we have too many people owning what they feel. When if they would, what they feel is, is a discerning. They're discerning something. That's, that's, you know, I had um, a pastor friend of mine uh, call me some time ago, and he said to me, he said, he said, I had a man come up to me in my church and tell me that God's going to take me early. Now, imagine this is a man in his mid-30s. The pastor's in his mid-30s. He looks relatively healthy. He is healthy. Uh, he's got three children, uh, a wonderful wife, got a church that God is uh, doing great things with. And a man comes up to him and says, God's going to take you early. Huh. Well, now he's he's down in this despair. He calls me. And when he calls me, he says, uh, he goes, what a, I, and he tells me the man says, God's going to take you early. And I said, and something came upon me. I instantly, for lack of better terms, I instantly got angry. Um, something militant come upon me. Right. And I said, I said, no, you are not going to die early. Hmm. And he said, how do you know that? Now, Brother Justin, this sounds arrogant, but it is not. I said to him, I said, you are not going to die early. He said, how do you know that? I said, because that's not what the Lord said to me concerning you. Hmm. I said, the Lord said to me concerning you, you're going to have absolute authority in that city. You are the man for that city. And that's, that's the way it's going to be. And I said, now let me tell you what happened. I said, I said, that man is not an evil man. He is not sent from the devil. I said, let me tell you what happened. I said, you have had a spirit lying to you, telling you that you're going to die early. Have you not? He goes, yes, I have. I said, that man discerned what that spirit was saying to you. Here we go. That man discerned what that spirit was saying to you. But he failed to inquire of the Lord for a word of knowledge because discernment is not a word of knowledge. 
Exactly. It's 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 you're it's you're picking up you're picking up a signal. You're picking up a hint. But it's not a word of knowledge. Like an Agabus and Paul situation. Yes. It's not a word of knowledge. And so when you receive a hint or you begin to discern, then you must ask for a word of knowledge. And God will give it to you. Amen. So, uh, but we cannot confuse, we cannot get all wrapped up and start just owning stuff for the sake because we feel it. And that's many people right now because once you confess it, you have so much power in your words that once you confess it, it becomes an attachment. Hmm. And you have to you have to get released of it. You have to you have to get get you have to cast it down. Absolutely. You have to cast it down. And I'm I am had not had God not given me or allowed me to see that revelation and to receive it, I may would be I may would be re- accepting everything I felt. Mm-hmm. But we cannot. We're we're we cannot do that. God's trying to help us know the direction. When you're driving through your community and you feel, um, let's just say, for example, you begin to feel some uh, perversion, or you know some some you know unrighteous thought. Well, that's not coming from your character. It's not coming from who you are. That's not your nature. It's you're picking up on what's going on in that region. Hmm. And God gives you the ability to know that. So when you're conducting warfare in the spirit, you know what you, you know, the source of what's going on, what's controlling the community. Absolutely. Hmm. And, um, it's, it's, it's just God wants to work with us and he's, he's trying to help us. And we don't necessarily, like you said a minute ago, we don't necessarily work. Well, we, we're not conscious of that. We're not, we don't work with the gift of discerning of spirits very often, but it's going to be needed more and more and more Mm -hmm. than we've ever needed it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to need knowledge and wisdom. Mm Mm-hmm to uh to to know what to do yeah because in the spirit world it's you don't get a whole lot of visualization some of it but for the most part it's yeah you got to discern it because it may look good but right you know if eve would have been able to to discern what the serpent was all about yeah she would have never evaded yeah uh i had somebody tell me when you feel hopelessness when you feel that uh, they, this man of God told me, so when you feel that, um, you know, you can just know that's the devil. It's the devil. And, uh, Mark that's, Morgan, Mark Morgan. Yeah. I've heard him preach that. That's the devil because that's what he feels every day. Yeah. Hopelessness. He feels hopelessness every day. <laughs> that's not for you to own. That's that's to know. Okay, I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with a demonic spirit, mm-hmm. 
But nowadays, we have um, groups of people that presume to be spiritual that says it's okay to admit it. When you start hearing people say it's okay, it's the devil. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. It's okay to own it. Come on, just confess it. Just talk about it. I'm like, absolutely not. First of all, that's an affront. That is an absolute affront to the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. When you start confessing about how depressed you are and how down in the dumps you are and all of that, that's an affront to the Holy Ghost. Because mm -hmm. the one thing that Paul said is that God did not give us the spirit of fear. But he gave us a sound mind. That's right. So if God didn't give it to you, it came from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know that you just need to shake yourself and realize I have something greater. Absolutely. Yeah. Because our mind can get, get uh, carried away and imagine things that aren't even there. And a lot of it comes from, yes, ourselves, but the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm just, I, I'm going to work with God and I'm not, I'm not going to allow my feelings to dictate how I work with God. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, uh, and because what happens is, is it produces, um, it has the potential to produce unbelief. Sure. And God can't work with that. Mm -hmm. God won't work with unbelief. Yeah, fear, depression, anxiety, unbelief, all of that. Yeah, they're, they don't exist in heaven. No. Yeah, they, that's foreign to the angels of the Lord. Because you know, God can do anything. Anything's possible with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when those things come up from time to time, it happens to all of us. You just got to maintain it. And realize for the past two or three weeks, it's been an evil spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it usually takes, for me, it takes about three weeks sometimes because it's so subtle. Yeah, yeah, and you don't realize it. I'll give you an example. Um, some time ago, uh, I was, it was on a, it was on a Tuesday afternoon. I started, it was about probably 11 o'clock in the morning. I began to feel uh, anger. Hmm. I started feeling anger. And it didn't let up. It was intensifying like all day. And I'm like, wait a second. I feel anger, but I'm not angry. <laughs> wow. And... You noticed that you notice how I said that. I didn't say I feel anger, but I'm not angry. Yeah, that's right. I discerned anger. Now, for a while, I didn't I didn't realize what was going on, but it intensified. I'm talking about it I didn't even want to I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. Well, I found out later why because there was some people I was connected to that was going through a very intense family situation. Uh -huh. And 
I what I was doing was I was discerning because they're so closely connected to me. I was discerning what they were dealing with and what they were going through. But had I owned it, I, it would have it would have just. But it's amazing how God will allow you to preemptively pick up on things way before you get into the situation. And you pass it off because, well, it projects through your emotions sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the more God works with me in this area, the more I work with God in this area, the more he gives me understanding. Mm. And... And so by the time the end of the day got there, I, I had revelation of what was going on. Mm -hmm. The full package, wisdom, understanding, yep. and knowledge. Yeah, I had matter. knowledge. had knowledge. And you got to have it. You got to have it. It's something how God works like that. Yes, sir. It's like you got to, all the missing pieces have got to come together before you. Things require an, an interpretation. Yeah. Well, you know, here's another example. Um, you ever, you ever been, you've, you've got great experience ministering, uh, all over the world, all over the place, but we got ministries and in pulpits every week and they'll get up there and I call it the hints of the spirit. They'll get up there, they'll minister and I mean, it'll feel old Southern term is dead as four o'clock i mean <laughs> nobody is doing nothing good. dead as four o'clock yeah just dead and it feels like the words are just falling right off the edge of the platform nothing's happening <laughs> it's well funny. when you walk out of there you feel so dejected mm. you walk out of there as the one ministering you feel so dejected and you're sitting there thinking you go out of there you're like oh god forgive me i I, I didn't pray enough. I didn't fast enough. I I didn't read my Bible enough. I should have studied more Greek and Hebrew and all that jazz. And at the Holy Ghost is like absolutely not. <laughs> it would not have mattered how much you fasted and prayed and studied. And of course, you got to do all that. But the truth of the matter is what was going on was you was discerning the spirit of God. Mm. And what you were discerning is you were discerning his displeasure at the response of his word. The fact of the matter is you had the word. It was that the people did not respond accordingly. And you picked up on God's displeasure. Hmm. And it was, and it's the same thing. It is the same thing that Jesus felt when he went to Nazareth and said, I couldn't do much among you because of your unbelief. That's right. And so you'll go through a revolving door all week long, beating yourself up, talking about how worthless you are. Hmm. When the truth of the matter is, there is no truth to that. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Well, they didn't have the word. They didn't have the word for tonight. Hallelujah. Well, that's not, there's no truth to that. You heard from God. God's looking, when God releases a word, his word demands a response. Amen. It demands action. Yes. 
demands action. And so we have a lot of ministries that are struggling week after week after week with insecurity and inadequacy because they're discerning something, but they don't know it's discernment. They don't know what to do with it. They're picking up a feeling. They know they feel something, but they internalize it. And God's, God's like, you can't be doing that. And um, so anyway. So you don't have to always own what you feel. No, no. But it's a indicator how to pray. Yes. How to talk to somebody. Yes. In a way to, as I like to say around here, be natural with the supernatural. Yes. Be natural with the supernatural ministry and just conversation and prayers and all the things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes a little bit to understand it. Yeah. It's God. Yeah. But once you pick up and you have understanding of what you're dealing with, if you want, you have understanding of how, how these things work. And I'm on, I don't say this in a condescending way or demeaning way, especially towards myself, because I feel like I'm on training wheels sometimes, <laughs> you know, uh, but, but we're, we're God's, God's helping us and showing us and you're going to need to get to discerning of spirits because you're going to need to know Jesus said in Matthew 24, uh, I believe it was, he said, there'd be many false Christs that would arise. Right. And if you're, and if you base everything you do on emotion, it'll feel real. Yes. It'll feel real, but if you have, if you have the gift of discerning of spirits operating in your life, you'll be able to discern. Mm-hmm. And you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. You can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. If you do, it'd be at your own detriment and peril. Yeah. In my life, I've been a, I don't want to say a target, and I'm not going to say a victim, but it's like a, I'm. People who prophesy their daydreams are just attracted to me. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it's being a pastor's son, I think. And, you know, people want status with the pastor, whatever, so they know if they want to look spiritual and whatever. And you know, have a powerful ministry, go to the pastor's son. Yeah. The son of a successful man. And, I mean, I have heard some of the craziest things. It all started when I was a teenager. People would prophesy who I was going to marry. <laughs> yes you're gonna marry my daughter oh yes yeah and uh you know i i thought you know i'm in church they're trying to minister so you have to be kind you know so i'd cry a few tears and let them pray for me but afterwards <laughs> you know you got to help a brother out you know yes. but i mean i'll go places just be sitting there in the audience the platform and the preacher just has to give me a word or something. And it's so off. And I say that to say the discerning of spirits first started to work in me in discerning people projecting what's in their own life on me, trying to project their own craziness on me. Cause every person that prophesied who I would marry either was single with no hope to ever find a spouse or their marriage was a disaster. Dear Lord. Yeah. 
dear Lord is right. And, you know, in the early days of the latter rain, a lot of those false prophets prophesied falsely such and such should divorce and, and remarry this person. Got out of control. You know, completely demonic. Because you shouldn't uh, separate what God has joined together, the word says. You know, but then a lot of times people would prophesy destruction upon me. You know, prophesy, you know, you, you're... You know, you have not sought the Lord. You ha- you are out of God's will. And, and Brother Wade's rolling his eyes. <laughs> and then I just look at him and I realize you're prophesying your own fate. Yeah. We're- not only what's on your heart, but what, what is in your heart and trying to project it onto me. And something snapped when I've turned about 37, 38. I'm 39 now. And I don't, I don't, I, I don't give him a break. Well. And you know what? Since I've done that, the people stopped. Wonderful. <laughs> You know, that Bible says in 1 John, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Yes, but try the spirit, see if they are of God. That's what's going on. Try it. I figured it. So, yeah, I somebody, I was at a conference. This preacher come up to me and said, I feel like you're about to go through a valley, brother. I feel like you're really about to go through a, a deep, dark valley. And I just looked at him and I said, no, that word's for you. And he oh, went through a valley. He just went, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, discerning, is, it's all kinds of things. You know, you know, one scripture that's always amazed me was um, uh, Elisha. When the, the, the woman who lost her son that he prophesied she would conceive, you know, then he had that. Uh, aneurysm or something and he died and she came running to him and Gehazi wanted to stop her and he said let her alone the Lord has not revealed what troubles her to me Mm. like he had such a connection with God he always knew what troubled the minds of people that would come and inquire yes of him well (laughs) I mean I don't I had somebody come up to me one time they said they said um You're not, you're not submitted to authority. <laughs> I thought, well, really? There was a friend of mine. Because I know of stories of Bishop White giving you a shellacking. <laughs> and you not only submitted, I did exactly. but you're practically licking his boots. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, it's, no, I tell you this, bro. So I, they told me that and I was like, well, first of all, I knew better. Second of all, uh, I had a friend of mine standing next to me, and I looked at him, and I said, hey, brother, I said, do I have a submission problem? And he goes, no, no, you do not. Well, then, so what they discerned, whatever they picked up on, uh, they wouldn't coming from me. I didn't have the submission problem. So I dismissed it. I don't receive everything. They reject the prophecy. Yeah, I I, I don't receive everything. Uh, there was somebody I know walked up to an individual. And he said, "You remind me of Napoleon in the spirit." <laughs> I'm like, uh, was he short? <laughs> that's not good, <laughs> you know. So trying to conquer the world. Yeah, Waterloo. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. And we need that because I, th- I think with COVID going on, the war in Ukraine going on, there's a lot of deception in the earth. And not everything is as it appears. 
No, and and of course I'm, you know that's that's you could go down a rabbit hole with this, but you know you in a rabbit trail. Yeah, you can get down a <laughs> rabbit trail, rabbit hole, whatever. <laughs> you can go down the wormhole, whatever. I don't know, but yeah. media, well, media is the most deceptive thing in the earth. Sure is, and I don't care what side it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's deceptive. It's business. Yeah, propaganda. Mm-hmm. On, on either way you look at it. Right. So we need to hear from God. We got to hear from God. What does God see? What does God feel? Yes. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, evangelist Bobby Wade, thank you so much for coming on. My honor. It was great. I had fun. All right. Let's go get some KC barbecue. Let's do it. All right. All right.